welcome to the Dropping Dimes Podcast, and here's your host, J.I. Dimes. Yes, sir. Welcome back to the Dropping Dimes Podcast, presented by Yo and Yes. Many thanks also to Snuggle Moments BH for sponsoring this episode. So for today's episode, we're going to be talking about Game 4 of the NBA Finals. We're in the Los Angeles Lakers defeated the Miami Heat 102-96. Anthony Davis and LeBron James led the way. Davis had 22 points, 9 rebounds, 4 dimes, 1 steal, and 4 blocks. While LeBron had 28 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists, and 1 steal. Key contributors for the Lakers. Other key contributors, of course, KCP, who has been struggling throughout the series, had 15 points. Danny Green also had 10 points. Uh, Markeith Morris and Rajon Rondo, together with Alex Caruso, also made their contributions. Uh, Especially Rondo, you know, just facilitating well. Kuzma also added, Kyle Kuzma also added 9 points. Now for the Miami Heat, they were led again by Jimmy Butler, who had um, 22 points, 10 rebounds, and 9 assists to go with 3 steals and 1 block. First young Tyler Hero also had 21 points, 7 boards, and 3 assists. And then the returning Bam Adebayo had 15 points and 7 rebounds, while Duncan Robinson Another big game for Duncan Robinson as he had 17 points. Now, for for the team stats, the Lakers shot better from the field at 44%, 44.3% to be very exact, while the Heat shot 42.7%. The three-point discrepancy is still not that uh, big. My, uh, Miami hit 11 threes while the Lakers hit 14 threes. But of course, in a close game, that's the difference maker. Uh, there was a part of... During, uh, I think that was early in the third quarter. Miami really had a, a big uh, advantage when it comes to free throws. But then eventually, looking at the final stats, the Lakers eventually caught up. You know, they ended up with 21 free throws as well, while the Heat had 26. The assists, the Lakers won 25-18. They out-rebounded Miami again, as expected. But again, the discrepancy was only 3 rebounds. And... Uh, this advantage actually came from the offensive rebounds wherein the Lakers had 10 while Miami only had 7. Miami also had a lot of steals. They had 8. The Lakers 
woes in the past few games with turnovers. They only had 15 this time around. I know that's still kind of high, but it's better than the previous games. And they also were able to, t- to take advantage of the 11 turnovers of the Miami Heat and converted them into 19 points. Miami also had 21 fouls called on them, while the Lakers only had 14. Okay, so what really changed? What was really the what are what were the takeaways in game number four? As mentioned, this was a hard fought, very 90s or probably 2000s or 2010s kind of game wherein it was low scoring it was physical uh, and people were attacking you know <laughs> they were they were going to the basket but you know ironically the three pointers were were the ones that actually made the the difference uh, when when the Lakers were able to create that separation, it actually came from three point makes. You know, so. so of course, uh, if you, if you watch the game, the big Anthony Davis three that really sealed the deal. There was also that. KCP3 from the corner that was also very crucial and then of course the LeBron 3 that was against Bam Adebayo that was also a very crucial 3 Duncan Robinson on the other hand also made a lot of very very difficult 3's during the game And also Tyler Hero, you know, Tyler Hero is just a bucket getter. He he made all these tough shots. But again, of course, one thing that probably Hero Hero can really work on is, you know, the confidence is already there. That's good, but maybe the the efficiency. Sometimes he's taking very tough shots that are. You know that end up actually hurting the team at first the nba is known as a make or miss league there was this one possession wherein the heat were i think tyler hero missed the three and then it led to it led to a three-pointer for the lakers so instead of like taking the lead they actually ended up being down being down bigger so again the, the point of the breaks of the game as we call them that's really the that's sometimes the the, the difference you know, the difference maker between winning and losing you know as, as the cliche goes or that movie cliche goes you know it, it's it's a game of inches so there were just the game was really close you know it was anybody's game but then the Lakers just got the bricks towards the end LeBron um, took over 
in the second half. He was struggling in the first half, and then he just had 20 points all of a sudden in the second half. Now, as mentioned also in the previous episode, the the tough thing about what Miami is doing is that the over-reliance on Jimmy Butler. He played 43 minutes and 26 seconds today. He had a great game. Well, not as great as what he had in Game 3, wherein he had a 40-point triple-double. But tonight, he only had 22 points. He didn't make a 3. He only went to the line 7 times this time around. So those those key points that were mentioned that Butler can't can't average you know Butler can't always have a forty point triple double. Butler is not really that conf- comfortable or not that confident when it comes to making threes. He would rather take those mid range shots or penetrations. And then of course, if he doesn't get the call. And this is what happens. He ended up with seven free throws only. Well, the Heat, the Heat did benefit from the fact that Tyler Hero shot three for seven from three. Duncan Robinson shot three for six from three. But of course, that's what you expect from your shooters, right? So for those who watched the game, what what really happened was there were let's let's start first with the Lakers. Uh, it was very evident that when the Lakers are really in transition, meaning they're playing with pace, they're they're scoring from they're turning their defense into offense. They are so dangerous and they are so unstoppable when that happens. They you know they they can turn a two-point lead into a big lead when they start doing that. And Miami actually did a very good job in preventing that, except in that stretch in the fourth quarter wherein the Lakers just had that crucial run that gave them enough cushion to win the game. You know, but again, as I've said, it's, it's so unstoppable. The Lakers just become almost unstoppable when they're playing with pace and they're running and they're scoring at at ease. Then another thing for the Lakers, of course, last time Anthony Davis only had 15 points. He was in foul trouble. The day he wasn't in foul trouble, he was able to play 41 minutes without having to worry about his fouls. And the AD effect was in was in full blast you know defensively he was elite you know this guy is an elite defender he, he just impacts the floor both on offense and defense you know you can just give him the ball on offense and then but the real impact really of AD today was his defense you know he had four blocks and he made sure that you know these penetrations he even had that big block on Jimmy Butler so that was that was crucial and then we also 
saw the importance of the other guys for the Lakers. You know, KCP's 15 points. What a time to come for those 15 points. That penetration in the fourth quarter. He had that jelly layup working for him. And then he hit that big corner three from LeBron's uh, assist. That was that was crucial and you know he even though Duncan Robinson or Tyler Hero were scoring the fact that they were taking difficult shots that was actually enough you know they, they're not if they're making them it's okay if they're making them as long as they were taking tough shots uh, another crucial thing was of course the playmaking of Rajan Rondo yes he shot only one for seven Yes, his only layup was that layup during the fourth quarter. But the way he was running the team, people don't realize how important that is for LeBron. Because it also allows LeBron to to rest when Rondo is actually facilitating. And the real strength of Rajon Rondo is the way he runs the team and the way he ensures that you know plays will not be wasted and that they're going to be getting good shots and then we also noticed that one last thing for the lakers the defense you know people forget that when when the lakers are are running and gunning you know people forget how great they are defensively and that that's actually the reason why the lakers are one win away from a championship Yes, you may say Anthony Davis, LeBron James. Yeah, but the team in general, Frank Vogel is known to be a defensive guru. And that's what this team is about. It's a defensive team. So as long as they are doing their jobs defensively the way they should, it's really hard to beat them. You know, it's, it's just tough to beat a team that is so good defensively and the length as well and they also have some they also have a lot of versatility now you we are seeing Markeith Morris playing the center why because he has the ability to to stretch the floor he's also perfect for switching and then he's not a bad defender at all so he played 30 minutes he had 19 points last game. Today, he had 9 points. He made crucial threes. He was only 2 for 7, but those 2 threes were important. So very good. for that's Those are, I think, the keys for the Lakers. Okay, now for the Heat. Let's proceed to the Heat. Again, good thing for the Heat. Bam Adebayo played well. Of course, he... This is a gutsy move on his part. We're we're very sure he's not 100%, but he's just doing this for the team. He had 15 points, 7 rebounds. He shot 6 for 8. He was kind of in foul trouble. You know, the, the big... There was this stretch and during the before the first half ended, we're in... Uh, Coach Polstra left Adebayo in the game and they were supposed to yeah it was okay but then he ended up actually fouling and he picked up his third foul towards 
you know, before the the half ended, and and that really hurts, you know, because uh, I think in the third quarter he picked up his fourth and the first one. The the fact that he's in foul trouble it, it also lessens his his aggressiveness in defense, and in a way, of course, it affected it. It allowed the Lakers to attack. And of course, it's still good for Miami that he is playing now. Uh, unfortunately, of course, with Adebayo back, that means no more minutes also for Myers Leonard. And then Kelly Olynyk also lesser minutes for him. He only played 12 minutes. Uh, Kelly Olynyk has been big for them since Adebayo's injury. Uh, or since... Um, getting those minutes not just with Bam Adebayo getting injured but more importantly getting those minutes uh, today he only had 4 points he didn't hit a 3 and he only had 2 rebounds and then also Kendrick Nunn he kept on <laughs> wow <laughs> you know Jeff Van Gundy would, al- he would always say that you know it's okay to have confidence but you also need to 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 produce you know it's not just a matter of having confidence you know what makes Tyler Hero so mesmerizing with his you know performance here in the playoffs is the fact that Tyler Hero has so much confidence but he's also producing you know he's he's putting up buckets uh, first he now has this meme but you know for Kendrick Nunn you know it's been a struggle here in the playoffs he made the all-rookie team all-rookie first team He tried to... I think he shot a little bit too much. He shot... Took 11 attempts. Made only two of them. Shot 18%. Had six points. That was kind of tough. And then Jay Crowder was also not in his usual element. Two for seven. Then of course, again, just like what I mentioned, Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy Buckets cannot always have a 40-point triple-double, but more importantly, he was a little passive in Game 4. It wasn't like the Jimmy Butler in Game 3 where he just kept on attacking and trash-talking LeBron, etc. Today was a more... Let's say a little passive. You know, I don't want to use the term passive on Jimmy Butler, but... He wasn't as aggressive today, and they were. There was this one emphasis that was being emphasized. There was this emphasis. Uh, I think it was Mark Jackson who who said this. They were always going. They were always give every time there was a pick and roll. They were giving the space. They gave the space to Butler. On the other hand, the Heat gave the space to LeBron. It's just that. LeBron made threes. You know, LeBron made the crucial threes, those long-distance threes, while Butler never... Well, Butler took three, three triple attempts, but then he, he didn't make one. So the hesitation to actually take those threes, you know, they were daring him. Okay, take the shot if you want, but then we're not going to allow you to penetrate. And then when you do... Because Anthony Davis is not in foul trouble, then they really let Davis, or if not LeBron, take Jimmy Butler. You know, they they took that challenge of guarding Jimmy Butler, and it worked. 
they were able to contain him. No 40-point triple-double. He only had 22 points. And most importantly, he only shot 7 free throws. Okay, so for the Miami Heat, the, again, the, the problem that you, you might say, well, it's a make or miss day. Had they made certain shots, probably they would have won the game, yes. But of course, we only rely on the final score as well. We can't, we can't, you know, those almost made shots are not considered as made shots, right? So they still account to zero. So for the Heat, I think the missing factor was I have nothing against Bam Adebayo, you know. I, I, I am a big fan of this kid. He's a hard worker and all of that. But I think when, when they had Kelly Olynyk, Kelly Olynyk had this one particular role in offense, and that is to stretch the floor. On the other hand, with Bam, of course, Bam would try to, to bully his way in, right? And that kind of made it easier for the Lakers to defend him because it also lessened the space because you don't want to let you know even if Adebayo has the ability to hit threes which well of course he will not do so he will not take those threes but he does he does have the ability to take them right checking but the problem is if when it's more congested inside then of course it's also harder to to attack right and then unlike when when Olenek was the one playing it, it's hard to let Olenek get open looks I'm not saying you, you play Kelly Olenek over Bam Adebayo but I think for Miami to succeed you know Kelly Olenek has to still play well you know he, he will be a big contributor for them you know that that X factor if he can contribute and also Kendrick Nunn you know, there was this game, Kendrick Nunn was starting to play better the day he did not play well. Okay, and then it's hard to also put all the pressure on Duncan Robinson to keep on making these threes. They were really trying to set him up together with Tyler Hero. Right, but they made a lot of tough threes. Right? It's hard to rely on tough threes. You know, they need to get better looks as well, and that will only happen if the floor will kind of open up, right? If there will be like points scored inside and the defense will collapse so that the shooters will be open but because the Lakers just did a really good job at daring Jimmy Butler to take jumpers instead of attacking the basket and Butler in return was not as aggressive so there, the Lakers were able to pull it off Okay. And then one last point. I think this was very evident also in game four, which will be crucial in game five as well. During the, the finishing kick, the Lakers kept on going to one play. Okay, the high pick and roll. And who and whoever was guarding or whoever was assigned to 
be guarded by either Duncan Robinson or Tyler Hero. They were they will they were the ones who were setting the screen, right? And it was it was just easy picking for LeBron, right? Duncan Robinson or Tyler Hero. I mean, they're 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 it's just pick your poison for them, like for for. For the heat, like what, what, what would you do? Would you remove those your two best shooters so that you will be better defensively, or will you allow your shooters to be the ones guarding LeBron and LeBron just easy picking and running the pick and roll or one on one? They kept going to that play, and Miami just didn't have an answer for that. And on the other hand, for Miami, the again with. With Butler, they practically need to always play a perfect game, just like what they did in Game Three to to make it work. Because you might say, "Well, it was a close game." You know what are you saying? It was a close game. It it could have been anybody's game. Yes, I I know that. But then there's also a reason why great teams end up winning. It's not just because they get the calls. They did not. You know, Miami. Just missed out on certain things, and there was this place or there was this play when Hero lost the ball. I think it was Rondo who who got the swipe, and then they got an easy layup out of it. Right, and then the the transition defense really struggles, especially when the Lakers are playing with pace. So let's see. Let's see. There will be two days rest before Game Five. Yeah, Game Five will be on Saturday, Friday night. So Saturday morning here. So that's the. Let's see what what kind of adjustments they will make for Game Number Five. Well, the Lakers close it up. They now have a three-one lead. Uh, throughout the playoffs, this was the case. They finished the the series in five, from Portland to Houston to Denver. So will they finish it on Saturday, or will the Heat be able to extend it to another game? Of course, some of the theorists would say that it will end for one, you know, perfect commemoration for the Mamba who died at the age of 41 so we don't know if that that would be the case but I think the Lakers as long as they bring home the Larry O'Brien trophy I think that's what matters to them you know this three for doing it for for more than them this is actually dedicating it for the Mamba let's see if they'll be able to close it out on Saturday for the Heat They need they need to play their best. You know they cannot they cannot win without them playing a perfect game. It's it's just so hard. You know guys like Olenek, Kendrick Nunn, they have to step up because if you're gonna think about it, the uh, Butler, Hero, Adebayo, Duncan Robinson, they all they already played well. Iguodala tried to play best defense already. Even Jay Crowder, he did have eight points, seven rebounds. 
But again, when it comes to you know the firepower, it's just hard to beat the Lakers, who at the end of the day have the two best players, not just in the series, but <laughs> practically in the whole league, right? So it really helps if you have like two of the top, arguably four players in the league playing on your team. 